Hey, it's Caitlin. Hey, it's Abigail. Welcome Welcome to to The Gutsy Gutsy Truth. We believe that change is easier when you are not alone. Through practical advice, personal stories, and expert insights, we offer strategies, empowerment, and a supportive community for you to turn to for guidance and motivation on your journey to living your best life. Let's dive in. Welcome everyone to another episode of The Gutsy Truth. We are so excited. We have our first um, part two of a guest. So Dr. Leanne Rushing, um, who was on episode three, right? Mm -hmm. Episode three. Wow, it feels like forever ago. Um, So she is back with us. So she talked all things general health and wellness the first time. She is a complete wealth of knowledge on a lot of um, things. Like we've mentioned, she's a functional health coach. Um, a former pharmacist um, turned health coach helping women heal with root cause approach and whole body healing. Um, She's also my sister-in-law, so she's pretty amazing. (laughs) And we are so excited to have her back. And today we're talking all things thyroid. Um, There's just so much information out about thyroid, and we just really wanted to have Leanne come on and give us the scoop of what we need to know about thyroid um, health and symptoms and signs and all the above. So um, welcome back, Leanne. Thanks for joining us again. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be back with you girls. Yay. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so to kick things off, like explain to us what is your thyroid and what does it function in your body? Like what is what's its purpose? So the thyroid is the endocrine gland. Um, many times, if you know what you're feeling, it's in your neck. Um, right around the middle of your neck on the front. Um, And it has functions in the body of really controlling um, energy for all the cells. And um, it's pretty incredible. It's part of the, what we call the HPATG axis. That's um, hypothalamus, pituitary, thyroid, adrenal, and gonadal, which are like your um, testes and ovaries. All these are connected together, always communicating with each other. So it's part of that system and that communication. And so it is um, responsible for sending out thyroid hormone, which then controls the metabolism of every single cell in the body. Every single cell in the body uses thyroid hormone and actually produces its own thyroid hormone for its own needs. Um, And so it's really important. It's very small, but mighty. We like it. Yeah, (laughs) it's important. Okay, so one of the, like the first things that I think of when I think of thyroid, the thyroid is like hypothyroidism and hyperthyroidism. So, can you explain what is the difference between those two um, things? Sure. Most commonly, you're going to hear when people talk about their problems with their thyroid, um, leaning towards hypothyroid. That is more kind of low thyroid, sluggish thyroid, and I like to say sluggish thyroid, sluggish anything in the body. So if your thyroid is um, sluggish, really anything can be sluggish due to that. But oftentimes we think of um, sluggish energy, um, losing hair, constipation, feeling cold all the time, um, depression, uh, you know, mood changes like that um, kind of go along with the hypo. And then the hyper is um, less common, but definitely can be. It's more of a an anxiousness and a um, restlessness, um, weight loss, whereas hypo would be more weight gain, um, but weight loss um, and then just um, diarrhea and things like that, just leaning towards feeling real up and anxious all the time. That's more of a hyper kind of presentation. So those are kind of the two different spectrums. 
and then we can get to, we can talk about this, but sometimes in autoimmunity of the thyroid, you can swing back and forth between the two sides. Hmm. Fascinating. Yeah, that's crazy. So what, like, how do people even ha- like start to get thyroid ish- issues? Like what is kind of, I mean, I'm sure this is a big answer because I'm casting a wide net here, but how do we even, like, how does our lifestyle or what we do or like, how does that even start to, to um, present with any like hyper, hyper, hypothyroidism? Yeah. Many times people misunderstand thyroid in the fact that they think that their thyroid is broken, even if the doctor tells them um, that, you know, they may have hypothyroid or something. And the majority of the time your thyroid is not broken. It's other parts of your body that are disconnected um, from that axis that we talked about with everything being connected. And so it's just critical for so many functions in the body. And ever when we don't live in a way that promotes health, um, such as we aren't eating well, we're not sleeping well. Stress is a huge, huge effector of the thyroid function. The thyroid, I like to call it the canary in the coal mine, because when that starts to have issues, then you know that there's probably many deeper underlying things going on. It's also very sensitive to toxicity. We can talk about that toxicity from um, chlorine, fluoride, um, bromine, all these things that we're exposed to um, can actually affect our thyroid. And so I think there's a big misunderstanding that many people get diagnosed with hypothyroid and think that their thyroid is broken. In reality, the thyroid is probably actually just fine. Um, there's just a lot of other things going on that's causing the thyroid to be sluggish. Hmm. Interesting. So it's like, because it's part of this entire network of glands working together, like, like just anything we've talked about before in your previous episode, it's like when one thing's out of balance, like multiple things kind of get out of whack. So it like works in conjunction with all of them. Yes, exactly. And it is a huge canary in the coal mine for stress. Um, and that can be anything from just living a stressful lifestyle where you've got a lot of stress on you through to family stress, job stress, financial stress. These things are going to affect your thyroid. Um, and also I like to talk about physiological stress. Um, you know, maybe things are going wrong in your gut and you've got a lot of gut issues that's affecting your thyroid. Um, you know, People think hormonal issues are kind of standing alone. And I know y'all talked about hormones previously, but hormone issues and thyroid issues are very closely related. And so when you're lacking in sleep, that raises your cortisol and that's going to affect your thyroid. And so just everything um, really can affect the thyroid. And that's why I call it like the canary in the coal mine, really saying like, hey, there's something up here. Um, You need to listen and not just uh, take a pill, right? Like I talk about all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess that leads into the next question. Is that typically how a thyroid issues are handled? Is that they just prescribe some sort of medication? Yes. I have a huge pet peeve with the Western medical approach. And this is actually the approach that I learned in pharmacy school. Um, so you base, um, much of your thyroid decisions based on TSH that's thyroid stimulating hormone. That's actually a brain hormone that the brain produces asking for more thyroid um, hormone from the thyroid gland. And when this gets out of balance, this is what the doctors will measure. They will measure TSH. And if it is high, they will say, okay, then you, your body is asking for more thyroid hormone. So you're hypothyroid. So let's give you some, um, give you some medication. 
Um, and that's the most common presentation. If the TSH is low, then that will lean more towards hyper. But most often you'll see it high and they'll say, okay, you need thyroid hormone um, to fix your thyroid. But in reality, um, you, you need to address all the other things we were talking about to fix your thyroid. Because just adding in the thyroid hormone to the system that is broken isn't really fixing anything. Hmm, right. And another thing that gets um, people off in the woods and their thyroid issues is they don't measure a full thyroid panel. Um, and this is a big pet peeve of mine as well, because how can you accurately assess the thyroid with a brain hormone? And so a full thyroid panel would include, of course, TSH, like we talked about, but also you want to look at um, free T3, that's the active thyroid hormone, free T4, um, reverse T3, this is another um, thyroid hormone that we can talk about, and then thyroid antibodies, um, and this is a real place that many women are struggling, they have thyroid antibodies, their body, their antibody, their thyroid is kind of under this autoimmune attack. And this is where you swing from the two sides of symptoms. And um, they go so long without being diagnosed because no doctor will actually measure thyroid antibodies. I don't know why. They're not that expensive. It's not that big of a deal. Um, but many um, people are being undertreated on their thyroid and actually not being educated appropriately because they're just not getting the lab work that they need. So a typical panel just measures the TSH. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. and they, they're not right. measuring anything else? Sometimes they'll measure like a T4, which is the inactive thyroid hormone. This is what the thyroid produces. The thyroid produces majority of T4. And then that has to go out in the body and be converted front to T3, which is the active thyroid hormone. They very rarely ever measure active thyroid hormone. Um, they usually measure TSH, like I said, sometimes T4. And then you can get into some minutia there between free T4 and um, total T4. Um, but measuring free is what I like to do. And you can see a lot of what's going on there. Um, but it's just really unfortunate that people aren't getting told the full story. And I think one of the reasons, unfortunately, is um, most prescribers only have one tool in their toolbox. This is, you know, synthetic T4 hormone. You'll hear it at Synthroid levothyroxine, levothroid, um, that's really all they have. And so they're like, why am I going to measure all this other stuff when I really don't know what to do about it? There's, mm. you know, and so that's where the functional approach can really shine and you can kind of figure out where things are going wrong in the body and um, target some of the whole picture in the whole body um, more accurately with some of this lab work um, with a functional approach. So getting prescribed the thyroid medicine, um, does that cause other symptoms? Does it relieve the current symptoms that they would be getting with hypothyroidism or, or hypo, hypothyroidism? I feel like I'm going to mess those up most of this interview, but can you explain that? Yeah, it can help in the beginning. And you'll hear many um, people say, I felt good in the beginning, mm. right? Because that system's mm. kind of being repleted. And um, it's just kind of getting what it needed. But when we didn't address the root cause, then it all starts coming back. And so um, that's when you go to the doctor and they test your labs and they're like, oh, it looks like you need more. You know, we need to up the dose, up the dose. I saw this all the time in the pharmacy. 
you know, they would call in and say, hey, they were on this strength. We need to up it by 50 micrograms. You know, we're going to do more. We're going to do more. And they just keep going higher and higher. And um, because they didn't actually fix anything. Yeah, right. Yeah. And much of the problem that I see in the lab work that I run is actually problem in the conversion of the T4 to the T3. So if you're replenishing T4, which is the most common thyroid medication, but your body is struggling to actually make it into active thyroid hormone, have you really done anything? Um, The body is still struggling there. And we have to ask why, you know, where is the root cause of that struggling? Um, And many times that's where the lifestyle factors come in. Um, Stress, toxicity, um, poor diets are causing this problem. And so when we're just pumping a ton of T4, you know, then the problem is still there. It's not going over into the active form. Now you can actually sub, um, prescribe or sub, uh, what am I trying to say? Supplement with the T3. Um, and that's a prescription. And there are some doctors who will, um, prescribe that. And there are cases whenever, um, someone can get in a really vicious loop of sluggish thyroid, sluggish, anything. And so if you're trying to correct other things in the body, even say, some chronic constipation without thyroid hormone, you're going to stay constipated. And so you might need some T3, um, maybe for a little while to help get the bowels moving and get everything kicked off while you're working on the root cause. Um, and so there are some cases where it could be beneficial. Um, but I would think, um, overall working on the full picture and then maybe a little bit of targeted thyroid supplement, um, for a short time. And then many times people are able to get off of that when they address really what's going on. Yeah. So it sounds like often people are feeling sluggish, having these symptoms that you identified, and then they're going to get prescribed a medication, right? And then kind of go on this cycle of, okay, I felt better, but now it's been a couple months and I'm not feeling, I'm feeling as like bad or worse than I felt, you know, when I started this, and then they're going to go to their doctor again and kind of just continue the cycle of, trying to heal, but not getting answers. And so explain to us that approach versus what you do and kind of what it looks like to work with a functional medicine doctor. Yes. So when I'm working with my clients, number one, we do a full thyroid panel. I do um, extensive blood lab work. um, And I also do like a GI map is what it's called. Kind of a look at a functional um, stool testing, Mm -hmm. seeing what's going on in the microbiome because that can tell us a lot about the body too, because disease begins in the gut. And Mm so when you can combine what's going on in the gut and then what's going on in the rest of the body with the thyroid, it makes a whole lot of sense. And then you actually dig deep into someone's history, what's gone on in their past and not just taking five minutes with them and saying, oh, it looks like your thyroid's sluggish. Here's what you need. You can go back and say, oh, wow, you've been through some really traumatic things. You've had a lot of stress. Um, your job stress has increased. You're not sleeping well. Um, you know, maybe you've had a child and now you're so busy. You can't, um, prep the food that you need. And so you really start digging in and seeing where this thyroid issue is actually coming from. And majority of the time it's not coming from the thyroid. That's what I think people misunderstand. And I want, um, people to have hope that if they have been (laughs) diagnosed with hypothyroid, um, your thyroid isn't broken majority of the time, the thyroid is perfectly fine. It is doing what it was designed to do. It is slowing things down. It senses danger in the body. And so it begins to shuttle pathways to uh, move the, shut the metabolism down, slow things down because it's sensing danger. It's sensing something is off in the body. And for the thyroid to continue to feel that fire of metabolism, which its job is, 
um, would be dangerous for the body. And so I think we always have to step back and ask, why is the body doing this? And that's what I do with my clients is to really try to take a step back and say, what's really going on here? You know, why is the thyroid acting like this? Not like, hey, let's just fix the thyroid. We got to take it, um, take it even further than that. That's so good. Yeah. (laughs) I wish everyone had that approach to, to health and wellness because it just, yeah, like just take a step back. Like you said, some people probably like when you've gone through something traumatic, like when you get to the other side in some ways you don't even realize how much trauma you've dealt with until mm-hmm. you're on the other mm-hmm. side. And when you sit down with someone who doesn't know your story and you retell it, and then you've got this, you know, neutral party person going like, Oh my, like you've been through a lot lately. Like, you know what? I kind of have, but I didn't remember it. And so I just like, it's so nice to hear like that. You take that wide lens to really say, okay, let's, let's think about all the different aspects. Cause you know, all those things contribute to the imbalances that contribute to the dysfunction of the thyroid and all the other things that we've discussed and so yeah I just don't understand why that's not just like every day when you go to your doctor they're like how are you actually doing let's have an actual conversation yeah yeah I think it's so important that's where the like functional more holistic approach can really shine and saying who is this person with this thyroid problem Mm. not what is going on with this thyroid Mm. right you have to say who is this person and how did they get here because we're a culmination of our whole life and all our experiences and all of our toxicities and all of our things up until now and so how did we get here you know who is this person what kind of life are they living and I think that that is where the functional approach like I said can truly shine in really helping women heal to at the root cause Yeah. yeah so I've heard a lot of different people that actually have to like they are told by their doctor that they have to get their thyroid removed. What what is the reasoning behind that and what what what's what other issues may arise from having their thyroid removed? Yeah, I would say the most common issue is probably um like a thyroid cancer issue, okay. um, which is unfortunately becoming more and more common. Hmm. And I am a uh, disclaimer, I'm in no way an expert on thyroid cancer. Um, for sure. But if that was something that I had a diagnosis of, I would definitely be exploring um, alternative options rather than just removing the thyroid. Um, sometimes they use radioactive iodine because that's taken up in the thyroid and then it um, can kill you know, some of the cancer cells and stuff. But um, the consequences of that would be um, really far reaching and long lasting of having it removed um, completely. And so you would have to be on um, supplementation, obviously, of thyroid hormone, of T4 and T3, both, you know, a combination there of those. And, you know, just trying to adjust that, that our body is adjusting this on a minute by minute basis. And so, you know, trying to find the dose of that with a doctor who truly understood could be really challenging. And then adjusting that as a woman to maybe different phases of life, when you hit perimenopause, and then menopause, all these things are going to change. And so, I just think that would be really challenging. Um, so I would encourage anyone who maybe has had that kind of diagnosis and has told that that's what needs to be done um, to really seek out a second opinion from maybe a holistic cancer treatment center or something like that, because um, I think there's really so much more that can be done. Um, and if that is you, if you have had your thyroid removed, then I would say even all the things I talk about today optimizing the rest of your health um, can really help those thyroid hormones that you take work even better. And so I would not say that there's no hope, 
Um, you know, all the things that we talk about here, toxicity and nutrition and stress and sleep, all these things are going to help overall for anyone. Yeah, I think that's a great point to add is, um, you know, we've all lived life pre knowing what we know today. <laughs> and so there's so many things we wish we could go back and redo. Obviously, we can't because that was in the past. Um, and so like just there's ways to still optimize your health today. You know, whether it's just, you know, you can't fret on, oh my gosh, I used to use that awful laundry detergent or eat that awful food all the time. Well, <laughs> that's in the past. You can't change that. So right. now it's like, how do you just really optimize what you, what your body is today to make it the best for your future self? So I love that you pointed that out. Like, don't lose all hope because every, all those, like you said, stress, nutrition, sleep, all that still matters for optimal health for the rest of your body. So that's great. Okay. So we've talked about the hypo and hyperthyroidism. And then you briefly mentioned about like how the thyroid can play into autoimmune disease. Can you talk a little bit yeah. further about how that all works? Yes. Um, unfortunately, um, the thyroid can be a place of initial autoimmune attack, especially in women. And this is referred to as Hashimoto's, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, um, Hashis, you'll hear some people say, but this is basically autoimmune attack on the thyroid. And I want everyone to understand that this is not because your body is broken. Okay. I think there's such a damaging story that can be told in Western medicine, telling you that your body is attacking itself. And that can be really hard to like, take that in and be like, yeah. Oh my goodness, my body is broken. It is failing me, you know? And that's, that's really not the case. We have to take a step back and say, why is the body doing this? Why is it attacking? Why is it sending these antibodies to my thyroid? Um, and, you know, this is for a variety of um, reasons that it happens. Um, but one of the things that there's a working theory on is possibly maybe a autoimmunity that develops to gluten. When we have issues in the gut, um, and I may have talked this about this on my last podcast, if you've heard of leaky gut, also known as enhanced intestinal permeability, um, where over time, wear and tear of processed foods, um, medications, especially um, antibiotics and NSAIDs, which is like ibuprofen, Aleve, all these things can really damage the gut. And that opens up those um, membranes where, you know, food and things go back and forth and nutrients to allow things that shouldn't be getting through. And that's where gluten becomes exposed to the systemic body. And um, this also is plays out with the thyroid because there's kind of a molecular mimicry, you call it, between gluten and thyroid. And the body is attacking the gluten and then it starts to attack the thyroid. Um, and so this can be a big trigger um, for some women who are don't even realize they're gluten sensitive um, and are continuing to eat gluten. And so that just perpetuates the attack. Um, and so there's lots of different reasons, um, you know, kind of root causes for this autoimmunity. But when we start to heal it, we always have to start in the gut. And so that's where the biggest dysfunction happens. Um, and unfortunately, it's mostly focused in Western medicine on the thyroid, but we really need to start in the gut and healing up that leaky gut, repairing that damage and stopping, calming that autoimmune attack um, from that. And removing gluten is a big one. Yeah. I feel like that's just should be like the mantra, like start with the gut for everything. Yeah. And then it will <laughs> when help. When in doubt, start with the gut. When in doubt, just start with the gut and then it's going to just yeah. do all the wonders for your whole body. <laughs> yeah. No, that's so <laughs> yes, fascinating. Exactly. 
Because I know when you ran my, um, you ran blood work for me like a little over a year ago and I had some thyroid antibodies and I had never, like, I didn't even know what a thyroid blood panel was at all until you <laughs> ran it for me and told me all about it. And it was a very low number, but it should be basically zero. Mine was super low, but yeah, you had talked about, this is like, like the canary in the coal mine thing of like, if you don't kind of work on it, you could go down that path towards Hashimoto's and just like hearing the word autoimmunity was like such a big eye opener for me. And I was like, oh my, like. Like, I think I'm a healthy person, but, and here I am. But I think like, you know, you said for me, it was such a combination of just like leaky gut, stress, lack of sleep and some other stuff going on too. I was just a complete imbalance. My whole body was at that point. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> yeah, it's been like, it's been so fascinating, but I do attest like the gluten for me personally. Now everybody is different and what their triggers are for anything, not mm -hmm. just thyroid stuff or autoimmune or any kind of triggers. But I know for me, like if I've eaten gluten, which i rarely have ever done lately and like for like over a year now but if it somehow gets into something I feel like I'm coming down with like the flu the next day almost like I feel so terrible and so it's just so crazy how it's like wow did I really feel this way all the time like before I eliminated it <laughs> like, yeah it's nuts. And, and that's why it's, all of this can be so hard and um, discouraging and, and that's why it's great to work with someone like you Leanne because like you you've normalized it for so long. These feelings of fatigue or being feeling sluggish or whatnot mm -hmm. that like, like I haven't had thyroid issues, but just with the other gut issues I have had, like I didn't know I was bloated all the time or like didn't know I was constantly <laughs> like my gut was just overflowing with toxins and bad bugs and things like that. Cause I, I didn't know anything different. Yeah. Um, and so I think that can be like the hardest part of all of this is that you, you, once you like start removing things, you're like, wow, <laughs> I can feel completely different now because of yeah. one simple thing. And also just like, I feel like with gluten in particular, just the quality of products with gluten these days is not what it used to be. And that's, I, I imagine also a contributing factor to this as well. Yes, for sure. I like to tell my clients, they, you know, I have some that are more resistant than others. That's the first dietary change that we make is eliminating gluten. And so I talk to people before they even start with me, you know, we're going to eliminate gluten. If, if that's not something you think you should, you could do, then maybe we're not a good match. I will hold your hand every step of the way, right? I've got recipes, we've got tips, tricks, um, all the things, but this is what we're going to do. And it's just amazing how, you know, they're kind of resistant at first and then they do it. And then it takes a while. That's why people with gluten elimination, they're like, oh, I tried a week or two. And, um, gosh, I would say at least two months, I tell them three months, um, to really see the benefits. But man, after that, when they are diligent to stick with that, they're like, I can't believe I thought I felt good. Mm -hmm. Right. I thought I felt good. <laughs> now I look back and I mean, I feel fantastic now. Mm -hmm. Um, and I felt really bad then obviously, but you know, they were like, Oh, I feel okay. You know? And so it's just, um, an instigator of so much inflammation in the body and, um, a big instigator for thyroid things. And so that's like a go-to for mm -hmm. thyroid. Um, even if you can't get your doctor to run a thyroid panel, um, which we can talk about other ways that you can get that done. But I would say just go ahead and eliminate gluten um, 100%. It may take you a couple of weeks to really get going on it. And that's why I say like, you know, two to three months because in the initial, you know, you may f uh, fall down here and there in the beginning because you, oh, I forgot this had gluten and that. But once you kind of get the hang of it, it's really not that bad. And I tell people if it is a huge struggle for you, then you're probably not eating food that is that great anyways. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because 
most gluten containing food is not that healthy for you. Um, and so if that is a real struggle, then, um, yeah, I would say you need to reevaluate and work with someone like myself or someone just like a nutritionist who can really help you dial that in. Yeah. And I loved how you said you're right there walking alongside your, your patients through this, because, um, that's something that we here at the Gutsy Truth believe to our core that um, in periods of transition, it's easier when you're not alone. Um, and you you do need someone who's going to cheer you on and motivate you and keep you going because, yeah, the easier thing, sure, might be to just pop a pill um, because that's that's. You, there's nothing more you have to think about than setting your alarm to like take your medication. But this is, this is getting to yeah that root cause and to achieve optimal health and to like just encouraging people to realize that the way you're feeling like right now, like isn't the way you always have to feel like, but you, yeah. if you put in the work and you have someone alongside who's going to cheer you on and help you, then you can, you can heal and feel better. Yes, exactly. That's such a huge part of working with someone is really just that cheering on and that accountability because not every week it's going to be all these wins and stuff. It was like, man, life happened. I had a hard week. I had to work overtime at work, you know, things hit the fan and then, but you've still got this person that you're working with, this health coach, this nutritionist, whatever that is like, okay, hey, what, let's just get back on it. Whereas before you might've taken that and just gone downhill completely and lost all progress, they're still there saying, hey, it's okay. Let's just get back up. Where do you need help this week? Uh, what's one thing that you can do this week? Maybe prep some healthy food to set yourself up um, for success, you know? And so I think that's where um, hiring a coach of any kind um, to really come alongside you can be tremendously beneficial, especially when you're trying to make major health changes. Hi friends, I just want to take a quick moment and thank today's sponsor, Flash Marketing Solutions. Flash Marketing Solutions provides full service website and marketing solutions. They focus on your website so you can focus on your core business. I'll be honest with you friends. When we first started The Gutsy Truth, the idea of building a website sounded super fun, but quickly became a daunting task. But thanks to Flash Marketing Solutions, they got our website built, freeing up hours of our time to focus on the podcast. If you're ready to be gutsy and need a website for your business or blog or whatever you're hoping to do, we recommend Flash Marketing Solutions. Visit flashmarketingsolutions.com slash gutsy for more information. That's flashmarketingsolutions.com slash gutsy. And right now, all new website clients get the first year of hosting for free. Thank you so much, Flash Marketing Solutions. If you are enjoying the podcast and want to support our mission to empower and inspire people everywhere, we would love for you to consider becoming a Patreon member. By supporting us on Patreon, you are helping us to continue to create valuable content and build a supportive community for listeners like you who are choosing to live a gutsy life. Visit thegutsytruth.com slash support to learn more. So what kind of are your steps? Like, so when you've done the lab work and you've kind of, you know, talked to your client as far as, and you've, you've pinpointed, you know, thyroid has got major imbalances going on. I mean, obviously it's going to be different for every client of yours, but what are kind of your high level steps that you start to take for that healing process for the thyroid? Yeah. So really we, like I said, we just take a big step back, um, unless they've got super, super imbalances where they might need to go talk to their doctor about, like we talked about, maybe starting a little bit of thyroid just to get that system kicked off. Um, then other than that, we really take a look at, um, their sleep. 
um, that impacts the thyroid huge. And maybe they are actually in bed for eight hours, but what if they're having these apnea episodes? Um, I've talked to several um, people recently that think that they struggle with some sort of, any sort of snoring, any sort of teeth grinding, anything like this is a sign of some sleep disordered breathing that needs to be addressed. That is affecting your thyroid, um, you know, lack of nutrition. I like to remind people that you can't make thyroid hormone from donuts and coffee. Um, it just, you can't, it doesn't happen. The thyroid hormone, it's called T4 because it's made of four iodine molecules. It's called T3 because it's made of three iodine molecules. If you're not taking an iodine in your diet, how are you going to make thyroid hormone? An iodine is a little hard to get in the diet. It comes from seaweed. Most people are eating a lot of seaweed, um, some through eggs. Um, you can get it through prunes, um, you know, but it's just one of those things that unless you're really dialing in your nutrition, um, you could have a sluggish issue there. So we look at that. We look at infections. Sometimes there's hidden infections, H. pylori in the stomach. Mm-hmm. We can test through a stool test, um, even parasites further down in the gut. All that's going to affect your thyroid. Um, and so just a real host of things. We look at stress. And where perceived stress is, where there's stress in the system, all of these things we address before we actually maybe even focus on the thyroid. And um, I had one client and we didn't even do much, you know, as far as thyroid specific work. But um, in our time together, her her TSH normalized without anything, any medication, um, just from the changes that we made um, in her lifestyle and her diet all of that um, reverse. And if she went to the doctor with a TSH level that she had, they would have put her on thyroid hormone, but she didn't need it. Um, She just needed work on the rest of her body. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It just like, it's just everything what we preach here. It's like, Mm -hmm. take a step back, zoom out, look at your whole life in so many different ways. And I mean, sometimes that's a hard thing to do. Like it's very um, like staring yourself at the mirror in the mirror sometimes is not always fun (laughs) because you have to ask some (laughs) hard questions, you know, like, is this bringing is, you know, is this job, is this um, friendship, is this community organization, is this extracurricular activity, is it adding or subtracting from my life basically? And so sometimes, like you said, especially with stress, I mean, the world is way over stress, let's be honest. So you've got to like take a step back and people don't know how to just slow down because society tells you to do more, push harder, go faster, add more activities. And it's okay just to be like, you know what? Nope. Today we're staying home and, you know, we're just (laughs) going to have some quiet family time or whatever. But no one, that's not normalized. That's the unfortunate part. Like we need to like push that message. Like. Like actual have like Sundays be rest days. I don't think people take rest days anymore, right. like at all. So yeah. No, I, not at all. Yeah. So I think that's so great, like that you're teaching your clients that because it's just so important to like take that full picture of your whole life, not just the health and the food, you know, that aspect too, but it, it really does all connect. Yeah. <laughs> Is there any other advice that you would give someone who's struggling with their hormone and trying to heal with, with what they're going through? Yes. Um, I would say really, um, work hard and try to persuade your doctor for a full thyroid panel. Like I talked about, I can go over that again. That is TSH. That is T4, um, T3, I would say free T4 and free T3 and then reverse T3 and thyroid antibodies. And so if your doctor will not run that for you and you're just running into struggles there, you can actually do run lab work on yourself. Um, I'm not affiliated with either of these 
um, websites. Um, requestatest.com and then Ulta Labs are two websites where you can actually go. They probably have, you know, pre-thyroid panels. You can just click on one thing and um, do. you can go to a draw center and run labs on yourself and just dig in and learn. There's a book that I really like actually by, um, she's a pharmacist. Um, I don't know her, but I really appreciate her work. She has um, Hashimoto's herself, was a long time in getting diagnosed, couldn't figure out what was going on. Um, it's called The Hashimoto's Protocol by Isabella Wentz, W-E-N-T-Z, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, fantastic book. That book would be beneficial even if you maybe don't have autoimmunity going on, but working to heal your thyroid because she takes through takes you through all the stages that I've kind of talked about here about sleep and gut and stress and nutrition and all these things. And she lays it out in a very easy kind of action plan. And so... I would recommend that. And then um, if you're still really struggling with your practitioner, then find someone else who will listen. Um, You know, ask around, ask to, I always say, join a crunchy mom's group somewhere Mm -hmm. (laughs) online. Ask the crunchy people. They probably know someone um, who's kind of an alternative practitioner who could really maybe help you dig in a little more. But most importantly, um, stand up for yourself and advocate for yourself. And if you're not getting the care you need, and I would say if your doctor won't run a full thyroid panel, ask them nicely. And then if they still won't, maybe just go somewhere else, right? I mean, maybe you're just not a good fit. And so um, we have to really take health into our own hands, educate ourselves. The clients, my clients that do best, um, really just take what we do and then run with it. And they continue to educate themselves about what's going on in their body. You know, they're reading more books. They're just learning and learning. Um, instead of just having someone there holding their hand every step of the way, which is beneficial in the beginning. But I think just educating yourself about what's going on is um, one of the biggest parts to being able to heal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love that. Just being your own advocate and pushing back and asking questions. It's so important. Like I know I wouldn't be where I am today if I hadn't pushed back and looked for other doctors and um, accepted what was given to me like it was just like here this is your only option this is the only way you can become a mom and I was like no there's there's got to be more and now what I know now it it was at first very frustrating to like realize that there was another option that wasn't um given to me but but because I chose to to be gutsy and to advocate for my health and um not just rely on one person but a whole like network of people to help in my healing process I think that has been truly transformative for me. And so, um, yeah, I thank you for that encouragement for our listeners. Cause I think that is so, so important. And I feel like with a variety of different people that we've talked to, um, it can be really discouraging when a doctor says, you know, here's there, here's, here's this option and that's about it. Um, or say, Hey, Oh, you don't need to go to go get that blood panel. Who told you to look that up? Like it, the gaslighting behind that is, is scary and really discouraging. So we're here to, to encourage people to advocate for themselves and to, you know, reach their optimal health for sure. Yes, for sure. I love you guys always spitting out the gutsiness, <laughs> telling people you need to go for it, you know, just ask and then seek and just keep going till you find answers. Um, because it's not always going to be easy, probably, but the growth that you will have and the learning that you will have in the process um, will serve you so much better. Oh, absolutely. yes, absolutely. Wow. This has been so informative. Yeah. <laughs> 
So for those who did not know anything about your thyroid, I hope you now know <laughs> something because this has been so, I mean, I know I was like when Leanne first ran my blood work and stuff. And I read that book that you mentioned, the Hashimoto's protocol. It's really good. Isn't she coming out with an adrenal one too? She is. Yeah. I think it's already out. Oh, yeah, okay. So on my list to read, um, the adrenals and the thyroid go hand in hand. We didn't really dig into that a whole lot, but adrenals are the glands that sit on top of your kidneys responsible for your stress hormones. And so many women are experiencing this adrenal burnout kind of, there's nothing wrong with your adrenals, but your body is tired of stress hormones pulsing every day in and out. And so this is um, her other book, the helping heal your adrenals, which is a big part of healing your thyroid. And so I would say, um, yeah, steps to take along those lines. Number one, balancing your blood sugar. I know we didn't touch on that yet, but that's a big part of balancing your adrenals and thyroid. That involves um, getting off of the mocha in the muffin roller coaster <laughs> yep. and starting your day with a protein-heavy breakfast. Um, 30 grams is ideal. And then basing your food, your meals around protein. And if you will get 30 grams of protein in breakfast, lunch, and dinner, um, you will be amazed at how much better you feel. Mm -hmm. And cutting out the empty carbs. I always tell my clients when we talk about bouncing blood sugar, no naked carbs. Carbs can't go by themselves. Carbs need clothes. Carbs need protein. Carbs need fat. This is going to help um, with this insulin blood sugar roller coaster that we're riding. Um, because when your body senses that, it senses danger, it shuts down your thyroid and your adrenals. And so it's all connected, but balancing that blood sugar. And then one other thing we didn't talk about, but it's really important for thyroid hormone, I touched on it briefly, is toxicity. Um, when you look at iodine on the periodic table, going way back to chemistry class, um, <laughs> it's in the same family of halides or halogens that are fluoride, bromine, and chlorine. And so if you're drinking city water that has a lot of fluoride, it's already added in there, also chlorine in it, um, this can be a huge effect on the thyroid. These things bind where iodine is supposed to be and um, can really cause sluggishness of the thyroid. And so for some people, that may be it. They just may need to clean up their water, hmm. um, eliminate their fluoride toothpaste, um, and um, you know, just some things like this could be a simple solution to getting some filtered water. And if you're sitting in a swimming in a chlorine pool all the time, uh, chlorine hot tubs, these things like this can really affect the thyroid too. Um, I'm not saying that, you know, we don't do any of that, but just to be aware of it and know that these things are affecting the thyroid. And so, yeah, the thyroid adrenals all tied together. Um, and those are some things that can really be beneficial of looking at that can help. Yeah. See, it's all connected. <laughs> it's all, I mean, the lesson of today is your whole body is connected. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I feel like we could have a whole nother episode and maybe we will at some point about balancing your blood sugar. Yes. That's been really, really um, important for me with having PCOS and all that. And so, um, yeah, it's, yeah we, yeah, we could go on and on about that, but it's really fascinating. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, Leanne, this has been so awesome. So some key takeaways start when in doubt, start with your gut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Try eliminating gluten two to three months to give it some time. Um, no naked carbs. <laughs> um, yeah. And your whole body is connected and then advocating for, you know, that th full thyroid panel, which I think is yeah key. And I know you've talked about that a lot on your Instagram, as far as mm -hmm. you hear so many stories and have clients that have worked with doctors pre coming to you. And they're like, I didn't know there was more other than TSH, you know? And so 
Yeah, it's just a lack of, it's an unfortunate lack of knowledge mm-hmm. with, um, yeah, that the med- that the convention world is, uh, medical world is not telling people that there's more to the to thyroid than the, just your THS, TSH level. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, okay, so I know we've asked you these questions, these two final questions before, but it's been like, well, golly, has it been? Almost a, maybe, no. Well, six, we recorded, yeah. Six ish, maybe six-ish months. Yeah, something it's like been a that. while. <laughs> I was going to say a year, but I didn't realize it hadn't been quite that. But okay. So question our, our, for our final two questions. First one is what is something you've done done? Wow. I can't say it. <laughs> what is something gutsy you've done lately and how has it made you feel? Um, yeah, I think it's just been, uh, you know, we talked about leaving my pharmacy career, but now I'm really in the thick of my health coaching business and um, walking with women in the process of healing. Um, it can be challenging because healing, I always remind them and I have to remind myself, healing isn't linear. So we have ups and downs and I can get discouraged. They can get discouraged. But um, man, when you get to the other side, I work with women for six months and we're coming around on six months for some of them right now. And just the wins that they've had. And, um, it makes me so glad that I was gutsy. I left my career and I, cause I always wanted to help, um, women heal and, you know, help people heal. That's why I got into what I did, but now being able to feel like I'm truly making a difference, mm-hmm. um, and actually walking with clients step-by-step step and seeing those results at the end. Um, yeah, that's just really, really fill in my bucket lately. That's awesome. And feels that, I mean, that kind of goes together, I guess, with the whole thing that you were talking about, but yeah. <laughs> being gutsy and filling the bucket at the same time, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's great. I don't even have to ask a question too, because yeah. it was what's been filling your bucket. <laughs> but I think that's a great answer because it's a gutsy thing. And it's something that brings you, I know so much joy um, mm-hmm. and just bring like, it totally fills your bucket because it's just such a deep rooted passion of yours. So it is clear. God put that in you to help spread the message and, and help these women heal because yeah, we just need more, more people like you helping more people all over and making the world a more healthy place. It'd yeah. just be amazing. And I want to point out with that too, it's like being gutsy give, puts you in a position where you are able to like be more fulfilled than you ever probably realized. Right. And so I think that's just yes. a, a really good message that tying those two things together is that it was scary for you to make that jump and to leave a secure job and to go out on your own, to start your own business and help these clients. But by being gutsy, now you're constantly getting your bucket filled by um, helping women transform their lives. Yes, that is so true. I would encourage anyone yeah, to just do it. Take the leap, whatever it is. Even if you're in your 40s like me, it's not too late. Um, it's not too late to make those changes and do um, what you know that God's called you to do. Mm, love it. Awesome. Yay. Well, thanks, Leanne. This has been fantastic. Um, we just love learning from you. I know we'll probably have you on like every up, every season. Yeah, for sure. See <laughs> truth. Because, you know, we got the whole body to talk about. And so far, we've really only yeah. recovered like the thyroid. So, <laughs> Yes, we have many things we can talk about, many deep dives. I love it. Okay, so just remind our listeners where they can find you. Yes, I am. My website is Lee Rushing Wellness. That's L-E-I-G-H, rushingwellness.com. And you can find me there. And then I'm most active on social media on Instagram at truehealth underscore farm girl. That's P-H-A-R-M girl. Um, and so that's where you can find me most often sharing all sorts of, um, information and just trying to empower, um, people to heal themselves. 
Ah, that's perfect. Yes. And of course, we'll link all of her stuff in our show notes so you can click and follow. She's a wealth of information. Yep. Go follow today. So thanks, Leanne. We appreciate all your time and all of your knowledge. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's fantastic to visit with y'all again. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Gutsy Truth. We are so thankful to have you here with us, and we hope today's episode was helpful and inspiring. Until next time, we encourage you to learn more at thegutsytruth.com, and we'd really appreciate it if you left a review on today's episode on your podcast streaming platform of choice. If you are enjoying the podcast and want to support our mission to empower and inspire people everywhere, we would love for you to consider becoming a Patreon member. By supporting us on Patreon, you are helping us to continue to create valuable content and build a supportive community for listeners like you who are choosing to live a gutsy life. Visit thegutsytruth.com support to learn more. And until next time, that's the gutsy truth.